Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dear gays on Grinder, these are the things that we no longer want to hear from you. Chances are is that if you consider yourself a gay man, you're very well versed and familiar and probably have on your phone the app known as Grinder. But here's the thing while Grinder has probably one of the worst reputations of all time in regards to, like, mental health, etc. It's also the number one downloaded app on any and all gay man's phone. And maneuvering through this continuous grinder journey, whether we want to or not, is still something that we all do. So when we navigate through the SUPS, the discreet blank profiles, the unsolicited dick pics, the sugar daddy inquiries, the masseur for money type scenarios, and any and all things that you can think of that we all encounter on a regular basis. Now that I'm single, once again, ready to mingle and maybe paying just a little bit more attention to my grinder app than I did before. I'm suddenly bombarded by all the different things that I remember from my single days from my past that just get on my nerves so bad about this app. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's make an actual statement. Dear gays on Grinder, these are the things that we no longer want to hear from you. You are now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer LGBTQ plus community activist and podcast host who's based out of San Francisco, California. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to My Gay Expose podcast. And on this very special grinder themed episode, we'll go over all of the different pet peeves that I have and that I'm being reminded of now that I'm back on the app just a little bit more consistently than I was when I was in my previous uh, relationship. And now that I'm single and ready to mingle once again, I'm finding that maneuvering through all of the fuckery that goes along with this app is just something that I just so didn't miss at all whatsoever. 
So I'm going to give you a list of all the different things that you, as a gay, should just completely stop doing entirely when on this Grinder app. So listen along, and if you find yourself doing any one of the things that I disclose on this episode, it's time to take a step back and self-reflect. But first, before we hit the tap button on that guy, because he is so hot and probably only about a mile away from you, but then you realize that you don't actually want to walk a full-on mile just to get to his place. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, oh god, I was like, fuck, (laughs) what's going on here, what was I even trying to say, that definitely merits a re-expose. Oh, you guys, this is so hard. So here's the thing. I'm going to go over this just one more time. So I announced a few weeks ago that I'm starting a brand new newsletter that drops on the 1st of January, 2022. A monthly newsletter titled A Gay in the Life of Ronnie. That's not a day. It's a gay in the life of Ronnie, just for the record. (laughs) You might be familiar with my previous blog that was titled the very same name, but this is not the same thing. And I think this was kind of a mistake for me to actually go with this specific name because there's so much confusion and so many people reaching out in regards to just not understanding what the actual fuck this new newsletter will be. So my response to all of you is to do one simple thing. I'm going to give you a very simple list of instructions that many of you don't really seem to be able to understand or follow. (laughs) Like I'm getting a lot of subscribers, but I'm getting more people who are confused about the subscription process than who are actually subscribing. So here's how it works. When you go onto my website called RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And you can actually find this website if you're weary of how it's spelt or don't remember on any one of my socials. Facebook, Instagram, any of the podcast Instagram accounts, TikTok, Twitter, you name it, you can find it. And there, there's multiple tabs that are open on the site itself, showcasing any and all things that you need to know in regards to Ronnie Washburn. But there's a tab that's entitled Newsletter. So click on that Newsletter tab on the menu of the website. Do you like how I'm like walking you through this process? It's like I have to fucking hold everybody's hand through. Oh, God, this is getting a little too painful. But once you go onto that specific network's tab, any and everything that you need to know in regards to what the newsletter is and how to subscribe to this newsletter will be revealed on this page. And also, in my link tree on every single one of my socials, there's a second little button that simply says, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, which you can also click, which will do the very same thing. So type in your name, your email address, and each month you'll get a fun-filled newsletter called A Gay in the Life of Ronnie with all sorts of fun information that you need to know in regards to like what this actual fucking newsletter is. And it's just really hard, you guys, because I'm so excited. I put this together. I put a lot of effort and 
time into like what types of things I'm going to put in this specific newsletter. And you guys, it's simply that. It's just a newsletter. It's not like, I feel like people think that this is like a fucking goddamn like blog post that's over 5,000 words. <laughs> no, it's a newsletter, which means there'll be little snippets of little topics of conversation that simply recap in a brief overview. And there are going to be little segments and it's really hard to explain without giving absolutely every fucking thing away. But each month I will review a brand of poppers that I feel needs to be reviewed in the way that I see fit because I am a self-proclaimed poppers expert after all. And like there's so many different facets that are going into this and everything will be new each and every month. You'll get my real take on what I think about Queen of the Universe, for example, in the first newsletter. You'll get a take on my misguided attempt at giving sex and dating advice and all the fuckery in between and any and all things that you need to know in regards to events, like companies that you should endorse, Anything LGBTQ plus related that might come your way will be disclosed in this monthly newsletter. And this will also lead to a situation where there is an actual blog. So you don't actually have to read the full on blog, but it will all be there. And you guys just go through the motions of subscribing, getting the newsletter. And if you don't like it, then you can simply un subscribe. But I have a feeling that you're going to love it so fucking much. I'm so excited. And literally, we're like weeks away. So what are you waiting for? Go to any one of my social media formats or RonnieWashburn.com. Once again, that's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. Click the newsletter tab, subscribe, to a gay in the life of Ronnie and get everything that you wanted and more on this third facet of Ronnie Washburn. Hurry up. You don't have much time left. Get it in now. The slots to all of the subscriptions are filling up as we speak. So before we block your best friend because he just so happens to be down the street and you don't want him to know that you're being a hoe tonight. First, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Gas Expose. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Gas Expose where we try and find topics of conversation the one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show. And I mentioned last week, if you remember, that the huge news that nobody online will shut up talking about uh, this Maddie Morphosis bullshit with RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 in the casting and being the very first straight cis man cast member in RuPaul's Drag Race history. And it is stirring up so much shit. And Ru fans are coming for the show, saying that they don't feel like this should be a thing. They're really just kind of hating all over the notion that a straight cis male is in the cast. So, I mean, I get why people are kind of coming for this, but I just don't understand why we can't actually allow everyone to enjoy this whole drag art form as a whole. I mean, there's no reason why not. Like, listen, like I said before, in the UK season three, there was a lesbian female who was casted on the show and she did really fucking well. And then Got Mick was the very first trans man who was cast 
on season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So she actually just recently came out in an article saying that when it was first announced announced on her season that she would be the very first trans man cast member, that people were coming for her in a very similar way. Like they're coming for this cis male for this coming up season. So this just goes to show you because God, Mick ended up being one of the biggest fucking fan favorites of the season. And people just got over all of that shit. This should not be a fucking thing. So for all of you haters out there who are against this very first straight cis male cast member, Maddie Morphosis on the show, shut the fuck up, watch the show, and then you can start your assessment. Because chances are you're going to, like, embrace him just as much as you did with Gottmik as a trans man last season. And that is all I fucking have to say about that shit. It's just so crazy. It's like, you know, for a member of the LGBTQ plus community and being so passionate about being a member of that community... One of the things that we all wish is that regular straight people embraced us in just the same way that they embraced other straight people. So why should we not embrace straight people into our fucking world? Why the fuck not? Queen of the Universe, episode two. You guys, it's not much better than... Episode one. I mean, okay, so here is my specific critique on the show so far. And honestly, if you want a little bit more of an in-depth review on what I really feel about this show, you can get that on the very first review. That will be in my newsletter, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie. That just so happens to drop on January 1st, 2022. So, Go on to my website at RonnieWashburn.com and subscribe. And that's the last time. I, I, that's, I swear that's the last time I'll mention that. <laughs> just fucking subscribe. But this show, you guys, I just can't. Like, first episode, 14 queens, and then like six get eliminated. It just, it didn't really make sense. And I think the one thing that I have to say bothers me the most about this show is that I think everyone is trying so hard to compare it to Drag Race in a sense. And it's really just not the same thing. It's, you know, queens from all over the world. It's not one specific country. And not only that, but like, we don't get a whole hell of a lot of behind the scenes shit with each of the queens. Like, we really just don't get to know them as individuals. All we see is them coming on stage, doing their thing. And that's really just it. And this week they actually did, you know, some shit where they had their songs that they sang and they had some like backup dancers and some, you know, some other shit that it looks like there's a huge budget for the show. But I'm just, I'm telling you, you guys, there's just something about the show that is missing. And the judge panel looks like they all like want to take a fucking nap, except for Trixie, who I just am having a really hard time taking super seriously. I just, I, I, you guys, I'm trying, I'm going to get through, I'm going to watch the entire series from beginning to end, but I just don't at this point have high hopes. But I will let you know if somehow this shifts and will change my mind. But we only got one elimination this week, so <laughs> maybe we're making uh, the changes that we need to in regards to that. Crazy part two, they try to be like, oh, we have a twist, you guys. We have a twist. Somebody who was eliminated from last episode is coming back. Okay, so that's not really a twist anymore because Rue's done that like on every single fucking one of her seasons. <laughs> so it's just, it's just not, there's just something missing about this show, you guys. I just can't fully embrace it just yet. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a full-on 
orange. Grinder themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. What is your biggest pet peeve of all time while interacting with a guy on Grinder. So let's get all of those answers now. Daniel says, I hate it when guys tap you and then ignore your messages. I'm like, bitch, you hit me up first. What the fuck? (laughs) Agreed. This happens so much. It's kind of almost obnoxious, truth be told. Sergio says, no profile photo or just headless photos. Just because you have a nice body doesn't mean that your face isn't fugly. Anthony says, I hate when people get a little racist and indicate on their profiles that they only like white people. And it's like an instant letdown because I'm not white. It makes me feel a little less than and a little resentful towards the gay community as a whole. By the way, you'd be so surprised how often this is showcased on specific profiles. Hamish says, my biggest pet peeve about what guys do on Grindr is to simply be on Grindr. (laughs) And this is one of my friends I know well enough to know that there is so much behind this statement. That would be another full-on episode to even explain. Michael says, I've noticed a current trend lately where guys just go back and forth with random bullshit. It's almost as if they're playing games with you just to see how far they can push your buttons. Aaron said, no face pick. Pete says, to be misleading with ill intention, aka older picks, not being upfront with you, flaking etc. And as sad as this sounds, all of these things are so very common, even to this very fucking day. Like, grinder has been around for a very fucking long time. And haven't we evolved to a place where some of these things shouldn't be anymore? <laughs> like, you would think. Jeffrey says, When you message someone and you see that they looked at your profile, but then they don't respond. Peter said, no profile picture. Porter said, when you show up to that guy's front porch, he opens the door and you suddenly realize as you look at him that on his profile, every one of his photos probably has about three filters and was photoshopped and then you have a split second to make a decision. Jerry said, no profile photo. Ben says, profiles who warn you that if you don't have a profile pic, then they won't talk to you except for they don't actually have one either. Abraham says, my biggest pet peeve is no face pic. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes the face pic doesn't bother me as much because generally when they start to interact with you on the messaging grid, they send a photo. So that's not so bad. I don't think, I mean, I could think of a thousand things that are way worse than simply just no face pic. Why is everybody selecting that specifically as their biggest pet peeve? I just don't get it. There's way worse. <laughs> Monish says, racial preferences. Like, really? A dick's a dick. Just shove it up your ass. Mark says, 
I just don't understand why people still, even to this very day, don't have a profile picture. I mean, I think that Grindr should make a profile picture face requirement in order to have a fucking account. Devin said, I hate it when profiles with no profile picture hit me up and refuse to provide a photo. Like, do you actually think that I'm going to come over without knowing what you look like? (laughs) Okay, so clearly you guys are all super annoyed with people who don't have a photo on their profile. But here's the thing. I am a little bit more annoyed with people who actually have in their profile, like, subject matter, like the actual verbiage or the wording, have a profile photo, or I'm not speaking to you. That to me is more annoying than actually not having a profile photo. Robert says, headless torsos. Also, when people consistently ask me if I'm white or Asian, and I'm like, I'm neither. So this is my most recent ex, Robert, who actually is Hispanic and, to be honest with you, doesn't look white and doesn't look Asian. But according to him, people ask him if he's white or Asian. (laughs) And then they specifically notate that they're looking for white. Yeah, I mean, I could see this being super fucking annoying. Michael number two said, people who get super impatient and want to have sex right now, but little do they know that you might actually be in the middle of your day at work, and then they get a little angry. And as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place. I just don't get why the number one thing that drives everybody crazy is like the actual accounts that don't have photos or face photos or profile photos or whatever the fuck. But apparently that is all of your biggest pet peeves of all time. And I actually could have gone on and on and on and on with all the different answers, that being the number one fucking answer. And I just have to say that is absolutely not the thing that bugs me the most about Grinder. <laughs> there are so many things that I find so much more annoying than that. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay and watch out for the weekly question on the stories each and every week. And just remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And with that, let's hop into my gay expose that just so happens to have a very detailed and extensive list of all the things that drive me batshit crazy about Grinder. said this so many times on this show recently, but once again, I am newly single and ready to mingle. (laughs) But one of the things that I've been exposed to lately is the fact that now that I'm back on Grindr just a little bit more than I was when I was in my most recent relationship, because after all, we were open and playing outside of the bedroom is the fact that all of these things that I just rolled my eyes at when I was in my relationship and ignored are now things that I'm being exposed to just a little bit more often. And all the different things that I remember from before, all the little annoying things that happen on a regular basis when interacting with guys on Grindr are now all coming full circle once again. So I've compiled a little list of all the different things that just really get on my nerves when I'm on Grinder, And I call it 
Dear gays on Grinder. These are the things that we no longer want to hear from you. <laughs> I, I'm honestly thinking about starting a little like segment or a series based on that alone. I did a few videos on TikTok with that beginning title and I really just resonates with me. I love it. <laughs> but let's hop into that list now. So number one, we've got the basic gay who hits you up on Grinder. You know what I'm talking about, right? The one that's like, hey. And then like, you're like, hey, what's up? And then they're like, doing good, you? And then you're like, uh, I don't know what to say next. So then you type, I'm doing good as well. How's your day? And then they respond with, good. And then like in that moment, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, are, are we having... Uh, like a conversation like you you hit me up could like can I help you <laughs> like I just I don't understand this I mean maybe some gays are shy I, I don't know but it's just and then honestly the conversation really just doesn't go any further than that and I've already lost interest after your second attempt to respond to what I was supposed to do which is ultimately respond to your first initial inquiry. This is also equally as annoying with taps. Like sometimes guys will just tap you and then you're like, hey, what's up? And then they just like, don't respond. It's like, what the fuck did you tap me for? Oh, these basic gays. So dear gays on Grinder, no more basic bullshit with interacting. Just get to the point and let me know what the fuck you want. Otherwise, I've already lost interest. Then there's one of my favorites. Number two, the discreet gay. This one's honestly, there's so many different variations of this, and I really don't understand all the reasons why. I mean, one could only assume that they don't want to be caught by maybe coworkers at work. Like, I don't know. It's This concept like this is really hard for me to put my mind around because Living in such an openly gay city such as San Francisco, like, you just see the same faces on your grinder grid all the time and many different parts of the city, no matter where you're at. So it's like, this is just like a normal fucking thing. But every time I go to Sacramento, I see so many fucking blank profiles. And to be honest with you, if you have a reason to be discreet and you have a blank profile... That's fine. But you better just fucking show that shit. Otherwise, I'm not going to respond to you at all. Whatsoever. But it's like these blank profile, headless torso, like, profiles. And then you're, like, asking for photos after a few interactions. And then they refuse. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, okay, first of all, Grindr now has a setup where they have, like, the disappearing photos. So you can show me your fucking face and... It's not going to do anything. It's not like I'm going to go fucking sell it to Radar Online or some stupid bullshit like that. For fuck's sake. God, it's just like, send me a fucking photo because chances are, if you want me to come over and have sex with you, I'm going to see what you look like anyway. So the cat is already going to be out of the motherfucking bag. So just fucking get your shit together. Like, just get it together. My, my favorite one actually with this are the ones that like have no photo on their profile, but their headline reads, have a photo or I won't respond. Like some somewhere it's listed in their bio. It's like, bitch, you don't even have a fucking photo on your... I just... Believe it or not, I don't know where you live, but this shit fucking happens on a fucking regular basis. And it just kind of blows my mind. Oh, God. There's this one specific guy. I've brought this up on the show before. But he has a profile and it's like, you know, like a photo of like his feet, like kind of cocked up like he's on his stomach on the beach or some bullshit like that. And like, you know, interacting with him back and forth a few times, he basically says that he wants to do this whole like glory hole thing where he wants you to like come over to his place. He's got a whole glory hole set up. And I'm like, I'm not opposed to it. But to be honest with you, if I'm going to 
go fuck around with you. I kind of want to know what you look like. So send me some motherfucking pics. And like, he always refused. And then one day I was like, well, why won't you send me pics? And he was like, oh, well, I am dating a prestigious bartender in the Castro. And I just can't be like, I can't show my face. I can't be outed. Like, I can't be exposed. I'm like, bitch, please. First of all, there's so many different things wrong with what you just said. Number one being, there is no prestigious, (laughs) well-known bartenders in the Castro. And there's most certainly not any prestigious and well-known bartenders in the Castro after COVID, for sure. So you can just go fuck yourself on all counts. And this guy's hit me up like multiple times with the exact same scenario. And I honestly honestly just play along just to see if he's going to do the same shit. And sure enough, he's doing the same shit. So I just don't get it. Just like, whatever. Just don't waste my time. Number three, the compliment gay. You know, the one that like immediately jumps in with a message saying like, hey, handsome or hey, sexy. You know, they're trying to flatter you right from the gate. I have to be honest with you, and this might be such a bad thing to say, but I'm just going to say it. 90% of the time when anybody segues with this sort of like compliment type scenario, they're probably either discreet or like very unattractive. (laughs) At least that's been my experience. And so this is usually a huge fucking red flag for me. Number four is one that I just don't understand. The Instagram stalker gay. Now, here's the thing. Like, I have my Instagram linked to my grinder because this show and all my other fucking work is exposed on all of my socials. So, therefore, I do want that random grinder guy to somehow stumble upon my Instagram and somehow segue to the show, because the more people who listen, the better for me. But at the same token, when the very first message from someone that you have yet to interact with is something about a photo of you and your son on Thanksgiving, that shit gets just a little bit creepy. Like, hey, so you have a son? It's like, oh my fucking God. Like, I would never start to stalk anyone on their Instagram unless one of two reasons. One, if I'm like a little bit more interested in them and just than just a fucking random hookup and things are kind of segueing into something else. Or if their photos on Grindr are just a little questionable and I can't quite figure out what they specifically look like altogether. Sometimes Instagram comes in handy for that, but I'll be honest, I don't even look that far down usually. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it, it just this, and just to be quite frank, to start off a conversation with the notion that this guy has actually completely stalked your entire Instagram page usually means it's probably a little bit of a restraining order type situation later on down the road. Number five is the, what are you into, gay? I have to be honest, I fucking hate this question. Here's what I'm into. Sex. Getting banged, getting fucked, sex. <laughs> like, I honestly, I hate this fucking question. And so many guys use this on Grinder because they want to feel out what your specific interests are in the bedroom and I get it but it's like look listen I just want to show up and get fucked I don't want to have to sit here and think of all the right things to say just to win you over if that's what you're trying to do here because I mean I'll just go on to the next who just basically says come over and let me bang you out because that's easier than having to be like what am I into? You know, honestly, this is even worse for dating apps because it's like, oh, um, I love hiking, going to restaurants, reading. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, just generic ass fucking answers. I like dick in my ass. 
That is what I'm into. And then there is number six. The sexually direct gay. You know the gay that actually just, instead of saying anything to you from the get-go, opens with either nudes or, like the phrasing in any sort of variation in regards to want to get fucked, want to get fucked by a nine-inch dick, hey, you want to get banged, hey, are you horny? Like, just (laughs) short, sweet, and to the point. And honestly, this is what I kind of usually would prefer over number one, which was the like basic gay who's like, hey, and like just honestly wants to go back and forth for fucking ever. But like, this is sometimes I just have to be in the mood for this one because I mean, like if I'm just checking messages or I'm just logging in or whatever, if I'm like literally like five minutes from walking out the door to go to work, I can't be bothered with this because I'm not in the mood for it. But they always seem to come at the wrong time. And more often than not, I'll get these messages and usually from a really hot guy. And it's like eight hours ago and they're no longer logged in. This is usually how all of this shit goes down for me. (laughs) Number seven is the distance stalker gay. You know this gay. This is the gay who's like, hey, you're like 350 feet away from me. Like are you on XYZ Boulevard or are you on my flight? One time I had a guy actually message me while I was on an Amtrak train and he was like, hey, are you on the Amtrak? What car are you in? And it instantly like made me like want to look around to see if there was anybody else who could have potentially been messaging me on Grindr. But also I didn't want to look around because what if he was right fucking behind me? And to be honest with you, this is just a little bit the call is coming from with inside the house-ish, don't you think? Number eight is the dick pic drop gay, which honestly, truth be told, I openly armed welcome any and all nude pics, dick pics, all of it. Hit me up if I'm in your area. Just drop me any of your nudes. (laughs) But like... The worst part is when, for example, you're on a packed bus and there's like 18 people standing behind you and you open your phone just to check and unbeknownst to you, the last app that you checked before you locked your phone was Grindr on a thread with a guy and he like pops you a bunch of nudes and everyone behind you on that bus just saw his dick too. <laughs> this has actually happened to me so many fucking times. It's not even funny. Actually, one time, kind of on the same note, I always have my phone on silent, but I was in an actual fucking business meeting and my fucking tone for Grinder went off in a business meeting. And by the way, the company was filled with a bunch of men who just so happened to be predominantly gay and knew exactly what that tone was. (laughs) Ugh, God. Number eight, excuse me, number nine is the fetish forward gay. This is the gay who actually tells you what they're into long before you have a chance to respond. So it's like kind of a gamble if you think about it, because what if you're not into that thing that the guy's into and it potentially may or may not freak you out. But like the other day, for example, this guy sent me a couple of nudes and then shortly following, he sent me a message saying, hey, I'm horny. Do you want to fuck? Come over and by the way, wear business style tube socks with or like that you've been wearing all day because that's kind of my thing. I was kind of like, wait, what the how does he just assume that I'm wearing business style tube socks and by the way, have been wearing them all day. What if I'm wearing like like running socks or sockless socks or like gym socks? Like what makes you think that I'm wearing those specific type of socks? And by the way, are any of those other sock variations acceptable? Or let's just check. Okay. One other time, a guy actually, and it was a hot guy, mind you, sent me like 
a couple of nudes and then segued with coming over for me and wanting to fuck me. And he wanted me to not douche because he said, and I quote, I like to stick it in, pull it out and have a little bit of residue. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that just made my boner completely shrivel up into my abdomen. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Not knocking those of you who might be into this, but most certainly not for me. Number 10 is the professional masseuse gay. Oh, uh, these are so fucking annoying. And honestly, they're kind of like a big thing currently, I feel. It's basically guys who are trying to get you to pay them for a, quote, erotic massage or a, some sort of deep tissue massage with a happy ending. It's like, listen, if I'm going to get off, I'm definitely going on to the next guy who is going to get me off for free. Why the fuck would I pay to get off? And not only that, if I'm going to get a massage, then I'm just going to go down the street and get a fucking actual massage and then go to a guy's house afterwards and then get off. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not paying anyone on Grinder for a fucking happy ending massage. So just stop making that a fucking thing. This is also actually kind of a big one for like escorts. It's like, that's the other thing I don't quite get. It's like, why are these male escorts assuming that guys would pay them to have sex when the guy standing on either side of you on my grinder grid are offering the same services for free? <laughs> like, what the, f like, doesn't make any sense at all. So just stop. Just stop. Number 11 is the sugar daddy gay. These are actually a lot more common than I think most people would think, but I get hit on by older men who volunteer their sugar daddy services like regularly. And why I haven't taken advantage of this scenario yet is <laughs> fucking beyond me. But I, like, it just, and they are like, oh, I'll spoil you. I'll pay for this. I'll pay for that. It gets me off. Like, I mean, good for you and your fetish journey, but that's just most certainly not really for me. Number 12 is the aggressive gay. This is such a fucking common one where they say, hey, and, you know, maybe you didn't see their message or maybe it's been a while since you've logged in or you don't respond right away, and then their follow-up message is like, well, fine, fuck you then, you're ugly, or fuck you then, don't be rude, or like, and they just immediately just like unleash the fury just because you didn't answer their first inquiry right away. I was like, I, look, here's the thing, you can log into Grinder and then log out, and it still shows that you're logged in for I think a significant amount of time following. So just because my fucking little green light is on doesn't necessarily mean I'm actually on. Just for the record. So all of you aggressive gays out there, just fucking calm the fuck down. And if I want to answer you, then I will. In my own fucking time. <laughs> this has actually become a little bit more common for me in my most recent times because it's hard for me to kind of maneuver through Grinder now because of the show and other different variations that are involved and just living kind of in the same area for so fucking long. It's definitely been a little challenging for me to actually trust what people say. And so it sometimes turns to this aggressive thing and I'm just like, okay, let me now go ahead and block you. <laughs> then there, honestly, there's sometimes too where I'll see like a notification from a guy and I'm like in a situation where I can't actually check it. And I'm like, okay, I'll just check that out later. And then when I go in, there's like no message and it's like, they fucking blocked you because you didn't respond right away. Uh, it's this 15 second TikTok minded mentality that we're all now displaying on Grinder. So just please, by all means, just stop. And then there is number 13, the unresponsive tap 
gay. This is the gay who taps you, and then when you actually respond back, they're nowhere to be found. And it's like, what the fuck did you just tap me for? Like, do you want to fuck? Like, what? Like, what's up? <laughs> like, it's like a hit and run, so to speak. Number 14 is the flake gay, otherwise known as the gay who goes through the motions of planning a sexual encounter with you. And then when it comes time to get the information that you need, aka like the address or whatever, etc., suddenly they're nothing but a fond and distant memory. In other words, they stop responding. And I'm sorry, I didn't just spend an hour and a half douching just to basically be stood up because you somehow decided that you were not feeling it or whatever the fuck the scenario is. Don't come on so strong and then just disappear. Get the fuck out of here. And then there's number 15, otherwise known as the five-year-old nudes gay. This is the gay that actually you kind of remember talking with them before but you're not really sure because of their profile photo. Like he looks familiar, but maybe not. And then when he starts to share his nudes, you suddenly realize that those are the same nudes that you saw like 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, do you, are you sure you actually fucking look like that right now? Naked. I, I need some sort of verification. I've actually had got, has anybody else experienced this? This has been another new and recent thing. Up to this point, I've never experienced this, but I actually had a guy ask me if I would send him a body photo holding up a piece of paper with the date and time. I was like, what? That's actually just way too much effort to go find a piece of paper right down. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. Next! <laughs> uh, and then there's number 16, the photo exchange inquiry. This one I find super annoying. This is the gay who asks if you want to exchange photos. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to show me a photo, you could just send it. You don't have to ask, but yeah, sure. Let's exchange photos. So here's how it goes. They say, hey, do you want to exchange photos? And then you say, yeah, sure. So obviously the ball's in their court, right? And then there's crickets chirping in the background and then they go like time passes and they still don't send any photos and then it's like they send you a, a message saying okay go ahead it's like well wait but you're the one who asked for the exchange and i responded with sure so therefore shouldn't you make the next move this is so fucking annoying and can't i can't stand this shit it's like why if you want to see fucking photos then and you made the first move, then make the first fucking photo move. For fuck's sake. Number 17 is the double-faxed screen name. <laughs> I just have to say, can we just stop with this shit? This is so fucking beyond annoying, especially when you live in a city such as San Francisco, and you know that like 98% of the vast majority that live here are vaccinated. This is a thing. So I don't need to see that you're double. The thing that cracks me up about this is they'll go through the motions of proving to you that they're double vaxxed, but they don't go through the motions of sharing the fact that they just gave you fucking gonorrhea or chlamydia. <laughs> like they're not volunteering their fucking last screen test or screen, screen test, screen, sex screening or whatever the fuck it's called. They're not volunteering that shit at all whatsoever, but they are sure as shit. Double vaxxed, and they're going to go through the motions to make sure that you know that they are. My favorite is now that I'm seeing three check marks on screen. I'm like, oh God, it's a new thing. We got to prove that now we've got the booster. Yeah, let's do that and make that a fucking thing again. Just stop. We get it. You're vaxxed. Whatever. And last but most certainly not least, my favorite one of all time, and one that I would caution any of you to steer clear from, especially if you're living, not living, but visiting a city such as San Francisco, 
It's the after 2 a.m. sexual inquiry. Now, here's the thing. I give people like an hour window leeway in regards to this. So like if you're out with your friends at a bar and you've been drinking and the bars pretty much close at 2 a.m., I give you about an hour to hit me up because chances are is that you're drunk, horny, and you want to fuck because I know I've been there so many times too. But here's the thing. When you get these messages the next morning and you get like these sexual inquiries at like 4.30 in the morning, 5 a.m., you know that that person is most certainly on meth. You can be sure. (laughs) So just keep that in mind if you ever visit bigger cities such as San Francisco because they're most likely doing meth. So that's my list. And I just have to say, if you find yourself under any one of these different variations of what I just described, then you need to take a step back, evaluate your life, and just revamp and revisit your grinder interactions from this moment moving forward. do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot. Or maybe we just didn't really learn anything because this is the same fucking shit that's been going on on Grindr since its inception in 2009. And I just would hope that people would evolve and move forward as a gay community on this fucking app. But no, that is not the fucking world that we live in. So if you have any specific pet peeves that you have, feel free to reach out to me on any one of my social DMs and tell me all about it. And if it's an interesting enough pet peeve, then I just may bring it up live on the show. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and give me a five fucking star rating. Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram at Exposing My gay and take a look at my website which includes my new monthly newsletter a gay in the life of ronnie and hit that subscribe button on ronniewashburn.com that's r-a-o-n-i washburn.com and don't forget to join us next week for another messy salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will tap you on Grinder and then officially ignore you after that, driving you absolutely crazy next time.